Welcome to the 8311 cast, your favorite Midwest based sports podcast featuring Kyle Mersch, Mike Ludwig, and Wyatt Teeter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, welcome to the 8311 cast. So, we had, uh, we had some good topics today. What we're going to dive into right away is we're going to dive into some, uh, MLB postseason predictions we got here. This is Mike, by the way, so you can identify who's who. <laughs> so we got some uh, MLB postseason predictions. So we're going to base these. We're recording this on a Saturday. So we're going to base these predictions based off uh, the current playoff picture now. So that'd be the Cubs winning the AL, uh, NL Central and the Rockies winning the NL West with the uh, Brewers and Dodgers squaring off in that wild card game. But uh, we're going to jump to these predictions here. Kyle, do you want to uh, kick us off with your uh, AL ALCS and uh, World Series predictions here. Yeah, so since my favorite team resides in the AL, we'll get these ALCS predictions rolling. Yeah, so but my... your, your favorite team sucks. They yeah. lost. Okay, games well, so your favorite your favorite team is also really bad. So Kyle's I'm a, a Royals fan, and so 2015 was definitely our year. Um, and that was that was our crown and, crown and then, jewel. And then you decided to go for it last year instead of you know trading away your players like you should have. You you extended your rebuild period by like five years by deciding to go for it one more year last year instead of trading away your players. You're right, but when when have the Twins won their last World Series? That would be okay. 1991. So Kyle, into our into our World ALCS ever. into our ALCS predictions. So my choice uh, coming out of the two and the three seed, I'm going with the Astros coming out of the two and the three seed. And then for my wild card, I am projecting the A's to upset the home field advantage Yankees in the wild card game, only the one game playoff. And then I am picking Boston. You know, that that pitching staff is too good for Oakland. I think their pitching staff is going to overwhelm the A's. I agree. I also think that uh, I don't know if I necessarily like uh, the A's chances playing in that ballpark. That's a tough ballpark to come across the country and play in. So that's an interesting pick with it's also Boston. A, it's also a huge time zone difference. Yeah, you but got a three that, hour does, time that doesn't zone matter change. as much in baseball as it does in every other sport because you're, right, you're playing series instead of individual you're games. Right. So it doesn't matter quite as much. You're right. But anyway, for uh, my uh, AL predictions, I've actually, I'm going the opposite way. I'm going Cleveland, knocking off the Astros. <sighs> I think that... Uh, I think that even though Cleveland had a little bit of a rough start to the year, their bullpen has definitely uh, started to figure it out here in the last few weeks. Adding Brad Hand there at the trade deadline really helped them. So I've got uh, Cleveland knocking off the Astros. I also have the uh, A's beating the Yankees in that wild card game. Uh, I don't know. I, I, the Yankees will probably go with uh, Severino again to pitch that wild card game. And uh, last year in that wild card game against my Twins, he made it a grand total of one third of an inning. So uh, he doesn't have a very good uh, track record in those uh, wildcard games. So I think the A's are going to find a way to get it done. Then I agree that the A's are going to, uh, I think that the A's are going to knock off Boston personally. Going the opposite way. So you way disagree you. with me? I do dis. I I think that I think that the the uh, the Red Sox are the the safe pick, right? They're the one seed. They've won what 106 games or something like that. 107. So 107 believe, right? games as of right now. So I mean, but I think that. Uh, I think that Oakland's going to go out there. Oakland, Oakland has obviously found a way to play as a team. So I think if they continue to do that, they can they can just keep this run going, right? They were dead to rights at the All Star break, and now they're right. They're going to the playoffs. They've already clinched. I think they're just going to keep that magic going. Okay, so one hot topic. I want to go back to that Astros and Indians game, right? Do you do you honestly believe that that Indians bullpen? can pitch four and five innings every game of that series in order to win that series. I don't think the Indians bullpen will have to pitch four and five innings in order. Th- think about that Indians rotation. You've got Kluber, Carrasco, 
right? Think about that rotation. That rotation is going to be able to go more than four and five innings in ball games. Okay. Right. All right. That, I just, that, I just, I, just, I like, like my the, chances the, of Verlander, the, Cole, and that that entire starting rotation. But but in Garrett, the Garrett, Garrett, Garrett Cole has been pit- Garrett Cole has not been pitching that well over the course of the last month. He's on my fantasy baseball team. Trust me, I know he has not been pitching as well over these last month as he did in the season. The postseason so. changes it. The postseason changes. I know, but Garrett Cole doesn't have any postseason experience. He was in Pittsburgh before this year. They don't have any postseason experience. <laughs> so we'll we'll trust Cleveland's postseason season rotation over. Oh, that though Verlander does have a lot of good postseason experience, including winning the World Series with Houston last year. So we'll have to see. But, well, let's uh, let's head out. Let's head out to the NL, specifically out west. Where, oh, okay. Where, why, why are we heading? Why are we heading out to the NL? See, the thing with the thing with baseball is that it doesn't divide their leagues geographically, so we don't have to head out anywhere. Like there is an NL Central. You let's move that, on. Right? Okay, let's move, move on. We can move on to the National League if you'd want to the so, National League, yep. specifically the NL West. So we have two teams in the playoffs right now. Do yeah. you think do you think that the Dodgers are going to beat the Brewers or are you taking the Brewers in the one game uh, one I game think playoff? We'll have to see uh, how the Dodgers rotation is going to line up here for that uh for that wild card game. If they can throw Kershaw, I don't think there's anything the Brewers can do about it, but if they have to if they have to throw Kershaw in one of these last days just to get into the playoffs, then I think the Brewers have a chance. The, I think the Brewers the have Brewers a chance in, any, in anybody. I don't know. They might, uh, I don't know, maybe Anderson. I don't know who their ace has been this year. Chase Anderson was a guy going in there. But that bullpen, Research. right, with, with, Josh, with Josh Hader and Jeffers, that bullpen I think is the best bullpen in the National League that the Brewers have right there. Josh Hader pretty much strikes out everybody. So... I don't. I don't think that the uh, the Brewers are going to have any trouble. They've survived, right? They've won as many games as they have without without a good starting rotation. So I think they'll be able to be okay in a one game playoff as long as they don't have to face Kershaw. I have the Brewers beating the Dodgers at home. I think Miller Puck is going to be real loud. Brewers fans. Um, Brewers fans have been waiting a long time. I think it's 2010, 2011, somewhere around there was the last time that they made the playoffs. They've suffered a little so, bit. They've suffered enough. Yeah, I'm rooting for the Brewers. And granted, Dodgers fans haven't won a World Series in a long time either, but I think Brewers fans will be ready. They'll carry him to a victory at home. Uh, in my other predictions across the National League, I have the, uh, the uh, Rockies knocking off the uh, Atlanta Braves. In their series, I think the Rockies have just been really, they've won eight straight as of right now. They're really hot coming into the postseason. So I think that the Rockies will continue on a roll over an Atlanta team that's probably still a year or two away from being in true World Series contention. And then I've got the Cubs knocking off whoever comes out of that wild card game. So, I mean, I don't think the wild card game really matters. I think the Cubs are just too good. In all the teams in in the playoffs right now, would you agree that the Braves are your surprise team this year? I think it has to be the Oakland A's that are my surprise team this year, right? Like I said, let's just let's just stay in the national in the league national right league. Now. Then yes, for sure. Okay, yeah, for sure. The, the but I would I would also agree with you that the A's came out of nowhere, right? I mean, they were the dead. Year. Right, the All Star break, they were dead. Seattle was what twelve games ahead, not twelve. Yeah, Seattle games. was supposed to win, right? Seattle should have had that wild card, but I mean, Seattle was incredibly lucky in the first half of the year. They were like How twelve many games, games. Did they win by one run? They have. They All were like 12 games over 500, despite having like a negative 40 run differential at the All-Star break or that something. Just we just happen. knew that wasn't sustainable, and then they fell off, and the A's got hot, and then Seattle got bad. I think they even finished behind Tampa Bay in the final standings, if you're Seattle. Tampa Bay just quietly flew to a nice round 500 season. So, While we're in the 
MLB, who are your Cy Young Award winners? My Cy Young Award winners, you've got to go with uh, you got to go with Degrom in the National you, League. So right? you're picking Degrom even with that, the losing that record. ERA. Yeah, I mean, right? He hasn't 1. given 7-0. up like right. You can't you can't deal with that. And then in the American League, ah, ooh, ooh that's close. You might have to go with Justin Verlander in the American League. That's kind of what I'd go with. I think would I'd it, go would with anybody him. pick Blake Snell? You could pick Blake Snell, but he, he right, he's got. He's got the wins, but he's. I think he's benefited from that opener strategy that they've used in Oakland a lot this year. So I think that uh, I wouldn't go with Blake Snell, I think. I would go with uh, Justin Verlander. you go with Verlander? Yeah. Verlander over Sale, too? Yeah, I'd go with Verlander. I think he's been more important to his team than Sale has. Sale's been hurt so much, too, so that uh, here in the second half, so that diminishes his stock a little bit. Do you think Scherzer is going to have an advantage with those 300 strikeouts, though? I I think there's just been too much talk about Degrom. Right? He's the one that's fresh in everybody's mind. I think that's going to carry him. The new the new age of baseball writers is coming up here. That's going to be voting for that. They're going to see that his his new age statistics, his advanced metrics, are just too good that you can pass up even with that below 500 and win he, loss. He record. did something for a team that was awful. Yeah, he was about the only good thing that happened to the Mets this year, especially with the whole UNS Cespedes situation. So yeah, yep. Anyway, MVP. You never gave us your uh, NL NL. Oh yeah. Picks. You just you just started talking about the. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. Can we get back on topic? I got off on these? a off on a tangent. So my NLCS picks. Uh, unfortunately, I have to go with the Cubbies. Um, they go just Cubbies. look they look too good. I think they're gonna win that game. Um, yeah, and the Rockies. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick the Rockies in there for the same reason. They're really hot. Um, so we both got Cub, we both got Cubs, Rockies, Cubs, Rockies in the, the NLCS. NLCS. Who, who you got coming out of that game? My World Series prediction. Yeah. I yeah. I'm I'm sticking with last year's champs. So, so I'm going with the Astros. I think the Astros are going to come out of the AL. And then for the NL, I'm picking against the Cubbies. I'm going with the Rockies. They're red hot. They know how to play with each other right now. They're getting hot at the right time. So we, we both. I the also, Cubs. The Cubs are kind of. They're. They've been. They've been floundering a little bit since the beginning they, of September. They have outside of outside of a couple of big wins against the Brewers. They have not played that great this month. They're, I think they're about five hundred this month. So that's not exuding confidence. And statistically, the statistically, teams who know how to win big games in September are the teams who will make it deep into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, therefore, I think the Rockies are going to make it to the World Series. Okay, I also agree with you. I have the Rockies representing the NL in the World Series. I think they're just going to stay on fire and they're going to go. I have Oakland coming all the way from the wild card game out of the AL to uh, go to the World Series. I know you're all going to ridicule me when they lose in New York like everybody does in that wild card game. But uh, I think I think they're just team chemistry. They obviously know they've obviously found some new advanced metric like they did back in the back in the Moneyball era that other teams aren't privy to yet. That's really working for them, and I think they're going to ride it just like they have before. So we both agree that the Rockies will be back to the World Series for the first time since 2007. I mean, sure, but does, did did you really have to look that up? Was it really worth looking that <laughs> it was up? Look, right it was really worth. It was, that it was worth podcast? looking that, that was up. Just a, that was just a stupid fact that did not need to be included. Because I was going to say, who is your World Series? Who do you think will win the World Series between those? Between I have to go. Ah, oh boy. You know, I didn't think about that. I don't know. Uh, we're going to have to go with the Rockies. 
Okay. Go with the so that that'll be thing. that'll be their first World Series win. That's why be. I had true. to look it up. That's true. Because the last time they were in the World but, Series, they got swept but, by the Red Sox. Yes, I do remember that. Because they swept their way through both their NLDS and their NLCS that year. So and the Red Sox had to play tough seven game ALCS, and then the Rockies were coming in off a ton of rest and just came off flat, came out flat and got flattened. I think they got swept in that series. So if my memory serves me. I don't know about you, but I'm excited for postseason baseball. I agree. I like watching postseason. Baseball is my favorite sport, so go baseball. Yeah. But we do have other sports that are going on right now. It is fall, and right? So it is fall, so we got to talk about uh, we got to talk about some uh, cyclone football here. We are Iowa State based, so we got to get some uh, cyclone football in there. So right now we've got uh, we're running uh, Zeb Nolan out there at quarterback here for these last three games because of the uh, knee injury Kyle Kemp suffered during knee ankle. I don't. I've heard differing reports on whether it was a knee or an ankle, but anyway, he got hurt against Iowa. hasn't played since then. Zeb Nolan has been uh, has been pretty decent as far he's he played. I thought he played really well for a backup quarterback against uh, against Akron and Oklahoma in the previous two weeks. He led us to a win over Akron, which I mean is good. You got to beat Akron at home if you if you want to be a respectable college football program. But I don't know. I feel like the schedule just really doesn't shake out well for Iowa State here and their chances to uh to make a ball game. I'm not sure they'll be able to find six wins on this schedule. They'll have to find five more wins and they have at least three games against top twenty five teams in their final nine with games against West Virginia, Texas Tech, and Texas. So that doesn't exactly bode well for the oh plus plus they got West Virginia too. So that really doesn't bode well for their uh their bowl game chances here. They're going to have to beat a top 25 team at some point to be able to do it. I don't know what you think the, about the that. Back, the back end of our schedule looks a little bit better. Uh, the the front end is just brutal. Going through two weeks, we got it TCU on the schedule, Oklahoma State. Um, those are going to be two hard road victories if we're able to pull those out. Plus, we come home, and then we have probably the, the toughest team in the Big 12 right now, West Virginia. Yeah, I agree. Most I think, complete all-around I think team. West Virginia is the best team in the Big 12. We're good at quarterback. He's just too good. He's better. He's just so good in the pocket passing. I don't. I think West Virginia is better than Oklahoma and you, as you, far as You have to admit, Dana Holgerson is an offensive mind coach. That's right? true. That's and true. He's got, he's got arguably one of the top top quarterbacks in the in all of the FBS right now. For sure. Definitely a high Leading his team. There so. And West Virginia. I th- I think we come back home. Texas Tech is a winnable game for us if we're able to play well. Um, if our they have defense no defense, can hold Texas up. Tech has no defense. If they our give, defense can hold I, up, and then we got the cupcake of the league. We go to Lawrence, and then we can play KU. So that should be a good week. Having Kansas on the road is always good, right? Then you don't use one of your home conference opponents against against Kansas, who you're probably going to beat no matter where you play. It's the him. cupcake so, game of the Big Twelve. I agree. That's why I like getting to play everybody in the conference. You always get to play Kansas. It's like if we win in conference. Guaranteed win every year. Uh-huh. Except, I mean, talk to Texas about that. They they might disagree just a little bit. <laughs> can we, can we, uh, what are your thoughts on traveling trophies in the Big 12? Should the we, Big 12 the, have traveling the, the, trophies? The, the Big tw- so I come from Big 10 country, right? In Big 10 country, we have a ton of traveling trophies, right? I think that traveling trophies are absolutely absolutely need to get added to the Big 12, right? Iowa State used to have one with Missouri, right? We had like a telephone or something, but then Missouri decided to abandon us and go chase 
be bad in the SEC, right? Because didn't, nobody's didn't we the steal SEC. that telephone but from them? I have no idea year? what happened. I think it was to the that. backstory of that. I have no idea what happened to the telephone. I think it's but still sitting in Mizzou, isn't it? I have well, no they idea. still have it because they won the last game against us before yeah, we, I know, but I'm they sure left. They still have it as well. No, 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 but originally, I oh. think how it started was yeah, we yeah, stole yeah. a telephone from their locker room and then we brought it back and then they won the next game and they took it back from us. We got to play the, We got to get that telephone back. We got to play, we gotta play Missouri. I want to play Missouri play in a ball game. That would be a great ball game matchup in Missouri, Iowa State. But either either you, that or playing like a Nebraska. Well, Nebraska's not going to go. Nebraska is awful. Nebraska's you watch Nebraska <laughs> play, they are not going to a ball game. No, no, no. Year. But at some point, bring back the rival, the Big 12 rivalry See, between you, Iowa you, State you, and Nebraska. You, you can't bring it back in a non-conference game, right? Because Iowa State's non-conference schedule has Iowa in it every year, right? You're not going to play two but, but I'm major saying, I'm college saying bowl games. opponents. Bowl games. I mean, yeah, but I mean, bowl game placements are kind of... I mean, there aren't a ton of crossover Big 12, Big 10 bowl games, right? So that's why you run into trouble. That it's, I mean, it's possible, but it's not likely. Plus, if Nebraska is as bad as they are, who knows how long it'll take them to recover. Scott Frost is not off to a good start. They might have to go through another head coach before they can make it to a bowl game. I mean, they tend to have a short string and a short leash in Nebraska on head Everybody's coaches. Everybody's impatient so. in Husker football. Well, they used to be so good. If if you were really good, used it's like... Used to. Well, right. But if you were that good, right, you get used to winning. You get spoiled by winning. That's why I believe fan bases have to suffer, right? You have to suffer to earn your championship. Otherwise, you just get... Otherwise, you turn into like the Yankees or... or uh, Nebraska football, right, where they just expect it, and then anything less than that, they'll fire their coach after three years. All right, well, let's successful. get back to this traveling trophy. Yeah, can we throw it back to the Mizzou thing real quick? I uh, looked it up real quick, and prior to the 1959 matchup uh, when Mizzou was here at Iowa, at, at Iowa State, um, the telephones, the order telephones they used, that the coaches used to communicate with the coach's box were miswired to the point where either team could hear what the other team was saying. The coaches didn't notice at the time, and the telephone company, uh, Bell, fixed it and they're the ones who actually had the trophy uh, dedicated to commemorate that event that coaches could, l- could listen on in on the other team i mean so it's not that we stole a telephone so it's- so both coaches thought so both coaches were listening in on each other but neither coach knew the other coach was listening to them is that what you're saying um it doesn't appear that they were actually listening in on each other they didn't know that was a possibility oh okay, uh, the okay telephone company found it out during field testing oh um, okay prior to the game. that makes sense that would have been that would have been fun. Both coaches hearing each other, but not knowing the other coaches hearing them. That would have made for some uh, interesting, interesting game. But but yes, we need more traveling trophies in the Big Twelve. Iowa State, K State, Farmageddon would be a great <laughs> would be a great traveling trophy opportunity, right? You could get like a giant pitchfork, right? You could paint half of it purple, half of it cardinal, right? Have a giant pitchfork that they play for every year. Or you can be storming across the field when you win to take the pitchfork from the other bench. That'd be fun. Right. So I grew up uh, in Kansas and I grew up a K-State fan actually. So I grew up in the area where, in an era where K-State and Iowa State would travel to Kansas City to play at Arrowhead Stadium. And that was when Farmageddon really took off was when it became a travel game and both marching bands came there to those games so i think maybe not traveling to a neutral site but i definitely think that should become the thing the two big ag schools in the north side of big 12 territory mm-hmm. should have that traveling trophy i agree you, I, you like the pitchfork idea i don't i kind of like a tractor idea but a tractor is just plain like you can find tractors you're from kansas you know you can find tractors anywhere but like a pit, where do you find a giant pitchfork right that's original it's also dangerous. Somebody's it's not dangerous. Get Minnesota and Wisconsin play for a giant axe. 
Yeah, but like, the it's axe probably bad. hasn't been sharpened in 50 years. I mean, that's up to Wisconsin. They've had it for that long, so if they're not keeping keeping track of it, that's their Minnesota, problem. Minnesota can't win football games. They just can't beat Wisconsin. Hey, I would like to point out that Minnesota's a better record than K-State and Iowa State right now. Go Gophers. So you can deal with that, Kyle. Quit rowing the boat already. Row the boat. Stroke. Stroke. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, traveling trophies in the Big Twelve are, are definitely, definitely needed. You could you could throw some other ones in there. I'm sure you could add one to uh, Red River rivalry and things like that. Traveling trophies wouldn't have to just be Iowa State exclusive. You could add them in a lot of places. Or the Oklahoma Oklahoma State. Yeah, that'd be another good year. one. That'd be another. Good so while we're talking about the Cyclones, can we segue a little bit into some Hilton Magic? Get some Cyclone basketball action up in here. For sure, for sure. So uh, Cyclone Basketball Practice, college basketball practice across the nation here kicked off in the last week. Tuesday, right? So I think it was Tuesday. I don't know exactly when it was. So uh, teams are gearing up for their season. Iowa State is uh, coming off. We'll, we'll just call it a rough year. There, there was one coming point. Coming off a down year. There was, a there rebuilding was, year. There, there was one point where we were questioning whether they would win more games than the football team or not. I mean, they did, so that's good. But after an early season loss to uh, UW-Milwaukee, we were definitely questioning it. So uh, this year we got uh, Linda Wigington and uh, Cameron Lard, our two best players from uh, last season, both coming back as glad, well. Glad to see Cameron Lard back. Uh, some of the offseason issues that he had. Well, plus, to see him plus, back for the team. plus, you know, apparently every time he scores and runs back down the court, it's a technical foul. Technical foul. So, how many times did he get teed up twice. last year? Just for was it only twice? I it think was it was only, at least it was only three twi- times. I thought it was twice. Oklahoma I think it was only TCU. twice for excel- the, the excessive celebrating thing. Okay. That, that was twice. Okay. I don't know. I I didn't. I don't know. He didn't deserve any of those technical fouls, as far as I'm concerned. But that's beside the point. I think he's uh, an emotional guy. He's a very emotional guy. Yeah, he likes. To, he's a, he's a big guy. I I wouldn't want to get in the way of him celebrating. So I'm uh, I I would lose. We'll just put it that way. But yeah, they should definitely have an up year. They've got some uh, good recruits coming in here for this upcoming recruiting class. Uh, Horton Tucker, I think, is going to be an immediate impact for the team. Um, yeah. I think he's. He, I think he's definitely our best player coming in. Um, he practiced with the USA Basketball 18 team, under 18 team. But but is he going to be better than Lindell Wigington? That's the question. I Lindell Wigington is still going to be the star of this team, no okay. doubt. It's Lindell Wigington and Wyler Babs' team for sure. Is, is is Wigington going to be able to score consistently without missing shots? Is he going to turn into Buddy Heald where he misses thirty shots a game and turns the ball over? I think he's still going to take his twenty attempts a game. Okay, he's going to take twenty attempts a game so that he can get his get his shots. I think that's what the team needs. But I also think that we have to feed into the post a little bit more. Kind of what we got into a little bit. Feed Cameron Lard, and good things tend to happen with kickouts, right? That, and then that, you can have Lindell Wigington spotting up and Taylor Horton Tucker spotting up as well. So, so where does Solomon Young fit in all this? Right, two years ago, Solomon Young was 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 a, a very good inside presence for this team, and he kind of fell off a little bit last season. Where do you think Solomon Young fits into this whole picture down in the post for the Cyclones this year? Well, I think I think he's kind of been transitioned into more of that four more that uh number four position player rather than the five but, but do you think he fits that he's he's I, he's, he's heavier than than Lard, right he's a bigger guy than Lard. so why do we put put him at the four when he's the bigger player i think it was just what the what the system had last year i think this year they're gonna since Lard emerged more towards the center of the year they didn't have time to mesh as well getting in because they're gonna mesh this this offseason and hopefully i 
I kind of am hoping what to, that we use the same strategy that KU uses, Bill Self uses, with the two up, the two big forwards up. Using two, utilizing two post players, it makes it really hard for some teams to guard, especially if they're playing four point guards, four guards across the floor like Texas Tech and TCU tend to do. So I think we'll be more competitive in that aspect. Plus, we're going to have to. KU is going to be playing with two forwards this year. So we're going to have. So we're going to have to be. Uh, they're, they're both going to have to contribute to uh, to stop KU. I I do. I mean, yeah, I think I think Cameron Lard and Solomon Young are going to have to contribute a lot and i think cameron lard has got to stay out of foul trouble this whole this whole season well, well yeah that was also well part of those technical fouls didn't help his foul trouble but is well, this yeah. the year that ku finally does no. not win no you think ku wins the big K- 12 KU's championship win again, the big 12 today? again. K- again not, not today. today they're not gonna win today they're probably gonna <laughs> they win later they haven't clinched are you sure towards, they haven't clinched the big 12 March. championship already i mean should we just it, give pretty it to much them now? We, we honestly should just give it just, to them. just give, the, just 13, give them the trophy now 13 years in a row <laughs> i think 13 that's or 14 is, yeah. now yeah well, it's what bill self has done is absolutely incredible it's nothing short of incredible but that being said they're they're much better they got one of the top five recruits in the nation coming in who's going to be another one and done player like Wiggy mm-hmm. or like um uh Andrew Wiggins was mm-hmm. back back when he played at KU and they also have two transfers the uh Lawson brothers from Memphis are both coming in and oh that's right the, that's why Tubby Smith best, got fired the at best Memphis player, the best player of those two is that post player and he's going to be pairing up with uh Uduko Azabuke however you say that yeah Azabuke I believe is Azabuke, right Azabuke he will be back it, but... he, hey, keep in mind he had the highest shooting percentage in all of NCAA basketball last year well yeah but efficient he, but as he, a post but, player but he, he also only pretty much dunks hook shots right. and dunks it so right I mean everything's around the rim but we have to have somebody who can guard them so I think that Cameron Lard and Solomon Younger both have to play a huge role if we're going to be in the running for even the conversation of being the best team in the Big Twelve this year, I don't think they're in that conversation. Right? I don't I think, right I now. Think, I think they can they they can be an NCAA tournament team, but I don't think the Cyclones are even in the conversation. I think, I think we best, can make a run. The best I think we can make a run. I have faith in Coach mm-hmm. Prom and his ability. To coach. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I think maybe next we'll have to see. We'll have to. See. It'll all depend on the development of Lindell Wigington if he can truly lead He's this gone team or not. This year. Well, I I agree, but we have to see if he can develop this year to lead us past of being a bubble NCAA tournament team, right? Because that's where I see this team right now. Okay. But there are more things going on uh, in the fall here. We got some NFL football. So week three was a, uh, we'll, we'll just call it an interesting week across the NFL. Well, we had the Bills 17-point uh, underdogs coming in and uh, smashing my Vikings. Kirk Cousins decided he was going to fumble twice. The Bills were the only team that showed up to that football game. That's true. That yeah that that wasn't pretty. I I didn't watch any of it. I was a little disappointed. By the time I got back from 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 church, it was already seventeen. Nobody nothing, wanted to watch a mediocre quarterback on a horrible football team smash. I, I, a, I, I, supposedly the best defense in the league. Yeah, that, it was that, a smackdown. That it wasn't a good game. But I mean, besides besides just that Vikings game, we had the the a mediocre nah Redskins team go and knock off Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. The Lions, who looked awful in the first two weeks of the year went in and knocked off, or they were at home, knocked off uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots, who are now sitting that at Patriots one and two. Patriots defense looked terrible. But the, there the, were, the Lions had a 100-yard rusher for the first time in what, 75 games or yeah, whatever? I don't remember exactly, but but wait, the Patriots started one and two last year too, and they still and their defense looked awful, and they still ended up 
in yeah, the Super Bowl. Yeah, but who was suspended right? for the first time for the first four games last year? I mean, that's true, but still. Who do they, they have up, right now as their quarterback? They still have Tom Brady. Last time I checked, Tom Brady's still their quarterback unless he retired here in the, in the while we've been <laughs> Did recording Did he retire at halftime like Vontae Davis? I don't think he retired at halftime, but, you know, maybe he did. We'll have to see. I, I'll, I'll look that up here. Did Tom Brady retire? All right, here we go. He did not. Did Tom Brady? Okay, so yes, Tom we still Brady have Tom Brady as their quarterback, which yes. means right, you still have to say they're favored. I mean, he can't play forever, but until he retires, they they have to be in the Super Bowl who's discussion. Lead, who's leading that division though? Right that would now. be the Miami Dolphins. Miami, are Miami at three and zero. So, but I that, that's not sustainable. They played an easy schedule so far. They've got the Patriots this week, and I think well, the they're, Patriots they're are a third place them. team now, and they had the team last year and they have the a third place schedule this year mm-hmm. that's just that how makes it works out for sure for sure but i mean also we had the jaguars who just went in riding high knocking off the patriots fell Only nine scored to six, six to the points. titans that offense has been a mystery even last year when they made their under the afc title game you really don't know what to expect out of that offense blake bortles is inconsistent inconsistent quarterback yeah, yeah that's generally what happens when an, when an offense is inconsistent it generally starts with the quarterback it's kind of the most important position in on the offense and on the football do you think the jaguars can win a super bowl with blake portals as quarterback hmm, uh, i don't know so like they came really close last year right they 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 almost won a shootout against the Patriots last year in the AFC Championship, right? Yeah. So he showed he can score points against the, some of the best teams in the NFL. Granted, we can talk about how good the Patriots' defense actually was, but they went to the Super Bowl, they so did. they're one of the best teams. I think yes, that assuming that defense still plays at a high level, that they could win a Super Bowl. I mean, the Blake defense the defense held them in the game for that game against the Titans. They only gave up nine points. That is not that is not a that is that is still a very good defense. Oh, the, uh, the offense just was incompetent. But but the, but the but right with we learned with this right what's going on with the Seattle Seahawks right now that for defensive teams right where their calling card is defense their window is incredibly small for winning a championship right defense falls off quickly. What was it? Was it just three seasons ago that Seattle lost a Super Bowl because? Uh, Pete Carroll decided not to run the ball, yeah. and now they're the, one of the worst teams in the NFL because that defense is sh- in shambles, right? Teams with defensive cores have very small windows to win to win. Well, games, and they lost so. a lot of their offensive power too, but that that's a different topic. Yeah. It's just that defensive – I mean, so it's going to be the same thing with right, the Vikings, the Jaguars, right? these teams right now that are, that are uh, in their Super Bowl windows on defensive cores – Right, they they better capitalize on it because it's not going to last for very long. So in the West, we had a we had a, one of our major injuries of the season so far. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo goes down when he um, playing in Week Three against the Chiefs on an uh, ACL injury. Am I right on that one? Yeah, yep, it was an ACL. So, so that that was just I don't know if you saw that play right. So he 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 acted like he was going to go out of bounds, but yep. then he decided not to. And he got hit, hit in the shoulder, and his knee buckled as it planted and tore his ACL. Personally, I just want my quarterback to go out of bounds. Right? Yeah. Now they're starting starting uh, a uh, product from uh, that school out CJ, east. CJ Bitard is now uh, starting for San Francisco. And right, any bright hopes that they had for the season going into there are just ruined. right? Because CJ Bitard is not going to lead you to the playoffs. Jimmy Garoppolo could. Well, while so. we're on the quarterback topic, a lot of people were saying that was a that was a dirty hit against Jimmy Garoppolo. But like you said, he looked like he was going in, going to go out of bounds. He actually did step out of bounds, but he reestablished himself as a runner. 
So then that hit was a clean hit. Yeah, the hit was definitely a clean hit. I think that he just has to go completely out of bounds, right. right? There's no reason he has to take that hit. But I mean, I think on, that... I on think the that, topic. Yeah, I think that, uh, I mean, the rules are too soft on quarterbacks as it is, right? We've seen this with all the, the roughing the passer penalties, specifically the ones on uh, Clay Matthews that have been coming out here. Three weeks in a row, These, right? Yeah, three weeks in a row he's had one. So I don't know if you watched the uh, video that the NFL came out with on Thursday trying to uh, clarify their rule on the uh, on what it is but so in that when they were uh, when they were talking about what is not a legal hit they constantly used the phrase let me pull it up here they constantly used the phrase that, that the defender was not attempting to break the fall of the quarterback right how as, do you break a fall right, as far when as you're I'm sacking a quarterback it's football how? Right? it's not the defender's job to to break the fall of the person they're trying to tackle, right? Football is a game that's happening so incredibly fast that you can't expect a defender, while he's moving at such high speeds, to be able to hit the quarterback, take him down, but then also be nice and break his Cause, fall, cause right? Because if you, if you try and break your fall as the de- defensive player, it, like if you do what is natural, you stick your arms out, you're going to run the risk of a wrist injury, you're going to run the risk of breaking your arm, elbow injuries, shoulder injuries. So that's putting more more of a injury risk on the defensive players now too. I mean, for sure. And you you've seen you've seen that these penalties are already affecting games too, right? The Clay Matthews penalty uh 2 weeks ago in that game against the Vikings, right? Kirk Cousins threw what looked like it was a game-sealing interception for the Packers, but Clay Matthews called for a very questionable roughing the passer penalty, right? Gave the Vikings new life. They go down score, send it to overtime. The uh, the game game ends up in a tie, right? So these penalties are already affecting games. So I just feel like, right? So with previous rule changes, right, to protect players, right, with the with the rule for leading with your head against defenseless receivers, right? I feel like those rules are completely legit by the NFL, right? Because those they're just putting harsher penalties against ways that nobody's ever been taught to tackle, right? No coach teaches a kid to tackle leading with his head, right? But with this new rule against the quarterback, right, the buzzword is body weight on the quarterback, right? You, The way you're taught to tackle, right, tackling through somebody, that results in your body weight on the player sometimes, right? That's up until now, that's been good fundamental tackling. And it is good fundamental tackling, apparently, on everybody but the quarterback, right? So it's going to take a lot of time to to reteach players how they have to tackle when it comes to the quarterback. Because now what they've been being taught all the way from Pop Warner football is now illegal. And we already see an injury here. So according to 247 Sports and an article by Stephen Toronto, William Hayes who is a defensive lineman for the Miami Dolphins, reportedly tears his ACL while trying not to put his weight on the quarterback while sacking the quarterback. And that was sacking Derek Carr in their game again, in game week three against the Raiders. So in, try, in making an effort not to put his entire weight on the quarterback, he's out for the season now with a torn ACL. How is that any better? Now you're having now you're having defensive players who are going to be at a higher risk for injury than quarterbacks. I mean, but but I, I what are you what supposed the, to do? Throw pillows I, at the quarterback? I, mean, I now? see I see what the NFL is trying to do, right? Because so much of their right, they're, they're, right, they're driven on TV revenue, right? And so much of that, right? People want to watch 
the best quarterbacks play, right? Who do you rather watch, Aaron Rodgers or Brett Hundley, right? We found that out last year. You want to watch Aaron Rodgers, right? Do you want to watch? Do you want to watch Jimmy Garoppolo or CJ Beathard? Right? I'd rather watch. You want to watch Garoppolo. exactly, right? So the NFL ratings are driven by these good quarterbacks. So I see why they want to protect those quarterbacks because, right, they're protecting, right, they're protecting their pocketbooks in the end, right? I just think with this step, they've gone a little too far in turning the game into something that it isn't. Completely too far. I agree with you. I mean, I don't want to see American football being turned into international football, soccer, where people are flopping. I mean, you have the game with Big Ben and the Ravens uh, when he flops, three fingers touch his helmet, and he's down on the ground. Right. And he got a penalty. He got away for exactly. it. He got away with it. Exactly. He got a penalty for that, too. And that's not what we want to see. I mean, it could also be hurting their ratings at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think a lot of people are going to start tuning out if this continues. Yeah. So I, he- I think in the end, what they tried to do originally is going to backfire on them. But, yeah. but the, the way the NFL handles things right now, I'm not happy with it. But I'm, I'm not confident they're going to do anything to fix it. Right? This video that they just came out with basically said they're not going to change it. But also going off this, right? apparently, right, according to Viking safety Andrews and Deho and coach Mike Zimmer, right, we've got, we had a situation where in a, in a game, I think it was in week two, right? where Zendejo got flagged for unnecessary roughness somewhere. So he went up to the referee and asked, okay, what, what, what should I have done differently, right? Trying to learn, see, and he's like, there's nothing you could have done. That was a textbook tackle. The NFL just wants us to throw the flag, right? So obviously, right, if, if we have referees telling players they're doing everything right and still getting flagged because the NFL is telling referees they have to do it, that's a problem, right? That's a problem that the NFL has to address. I haven't heard the NFL respond to that story, so right, we just have Mike Zimmer and Andrews and Deho saying that's what happened. But if that really did happen, that is a major problem that this league has to address. Right? We have to have consistently consistency across what is and isn't going to be a flag for it just passer. it just goes back to how little the NFL cares about the safety of other players as well. So I mean the and the whole history of CTE and everything that they're trying to work on. So there's that aspect. I mean, yeah, that's true, right? They're really only just protecting their own pocketbooks. They don't really care about player safety as far as the quarterbacks are concerned. They just care about quarterback safety because it helps their ratings is really all they're looking for. Yeah. So week four is coming up. Um, since we are recording this on Saturday, we can't make many predictions for our Sunday games. But what is your prediction for Monday night football? We have Monday night football. We have the Broncos versus my Kansas City Chiefs. Are you, um, are you still drinking that red Kool-Aid? Are you still I, all in on I am just... still all in on this Kool-Aid here. Uh, the Patrick Mahomes show has been nothing short of spectacular, um, starting off the season with 13 passing touchdowns, breaking the NFL record set by Peyton Manning. Am Peyton I right? Manning's pretty good. Yeah, he's he's a pretty good player. So, I, yeah. so, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, is he's he's been good, but he has a lot of offensive talent. Uh, now, I think our defense is has more holes than Swiss cheese and can give up a lot of points. But, but when you have that much talent on offense, right, as we've seen in those first three weeks, you're easily able to uh, to cover that up. You're right. 35-plus points per game is is pretty hard to overcome for some other offenses. For sure. For sure. Right? Most offenses aren't going to be able to score that many points in an average game, even against a, a below-average defense. So we the, the Chiefs are going to face their real true first defensive test against the Broncos, but who are historically Broncos, good on defense. But is their defense as good this year? I don't, I don't, think, it's, I don't think it's been as big of a— uh, as good of a defense as it was for what Super Bowl Fifty against the Panthers? Uh, yeah, when, when they locked that, down that Cam Peyton, Newton. Yep, and that Peyton Manning, a, a very injured and 
below average Peyton yes. Manning. Was still able to win a Super Bowl, which just props to him on being one of the best quarterbacks. I mean, that's true. Of all time. That's so true. we'll but yeah. So what give me give me your hot take prediction for mm, Monday it's night. Not not that much of a hot take. The Chiefs are gonna win that ball game, right? There's nothing that's I don't know if I quite believe in Pat Mahomes yet. I don't need to see a little bit more out of him to believe in him for sure. Should we come back but, to you by week six but if I he's still doing the I, same thing? I, I think that uh, I I don't see any reason why the Chiefs would lose this game. But again, if it's anything like week three, who knows? Maybe they'll lose by thirty. You're right. You're right. It could be the same case of the Patriots going into Detroit and laying an egg. So we'll see. But I do think that the Chiefs are going to pull out of that game. Um, Also, just a quick shout out to Drew Brees. Um, He becomes the all-time completions. You're going to give Drew Brees a You think Drew Brees is actually going to listen to this? I'm giving him a shout out. There's always hope, right? Generally, you give shout outs to people who are actually going to listen to this. And Drew Brees is not going to listen to this garbage. Okay, well, <laughs> we we have a stick in the mud over here. Uh, but Drew Brees, if you are listening, please come be a guest on our show. We would love that. Uh, but yeah, props to him becoming the all-time completions leader for the NFL. Um, do you? Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer in your book, right? Yeah, well, for sure. He right, he's been one of the best quarterbacks over the last ten years. He's got to be a Hall of Famer. Is he in the conversation for one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time? I don't think so. I think that uh, he has, he's been, right, he's been great, but he hasn't been spectacular enough to be in that conversation as one of the greatest quarterbacks. He's got longevity on his side. He's been very good for a long time, but he hasn't been, right, he doesn't, he's, he's only got one Super Bowl to back it up, among other things, so. Should we move into our prediction segment of the show? Yeah, all right, so this is, uh, what what we have here on the 8311 cast is a completely new and uni- unique idea Very and unique. absolutely uh not not uh copied from a uh Twin Cities uh sports talk show. Shh, don't tell them. Well, what we we have what we're going to call write that down predictions. So, we have a piece of paper that that sits in the entryway of our apartment here in 8311 hanging up we, on the wall by tape. Yep. We're very we're very high class here in 8311. We're college students after all, you know. That, that's can't true. Afford real fancy stuff that's true yeah like what it's a piece of paper and tape we can do so much better than that let's get a whiteboard we have a whiteboard we just don't have a marker oh let's get a marker <laughs> <laughs> well I'll, I'll i'll work on getting a marker next time i make it to the store i'll, I'll get i'll get us should a we marker. set up a gofundme for a whiteboard marker <laughs> please please we need your help we need you to help fund us to purchase a whiteboard marker. A one-time donation will go a long way to supporting <laughs> 8311 and all of our write-that-down Please make sure your one-time donation is at least a minimum of $55.37. <laughs> oh. It is tax-deductible. Is it? That, no. That, no that's not. a lie. Uh, yeah. That is a lie. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It, it, that, 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 that's a blatant lie. But anyway, so we've got that piece of paper. What we do is we make outlandish sports predictions. So not like not like super hot takes, but just... Predictions are the more uncommon events that might occur, and we assign them each value. So based on the prediction, whether it's going to be a single, a double, a triple, or a home run, based on you know, um, based on how out there it is. And so at the end of the at the end of the school year, so in May around graduation, we're going to uh, we're going to compile everybody's batting averages and slugging percentages. For how they've done this prediction. So how we're going to end 8311 cast. Is all of us are going to make our, our one write that down prediction for the week that we will put on our board. So this prediction. 
Uh, the one stipulation is that since we're going to evaluate this in the beginning of May, it has to be something that will be completed by the beginning of May. Essentially, we cannot do any NBA Finals predictions or any Major League Baseball predictions. For next season. For next season. So, uh, Wyatt, you want to lead us off with uh, your write-that-down prediction for the week? You betcha. I I know. I know for a fact. Not a fact. Do you, though? No. No, I don't. Don't make claims we can't uh, can't back up here. We're very honest, show. Very honest. The Cyclones football... We're okay. I the more I think about this, the more I don't know if I should actually use this as my prediction. But you already you you it's, already said you're it's, it's on the board. So so the the Cyclones are going to go to a bowl game, longitudinally south or latitudinally south. I don't know. I'll look it up if it's longitude or latitude. Yeah. Long, long long goes long way, so that's up and down. Latitude is but the Earth's across. a sphere. So going the circum whatever. But they're going, going up towards the south, north, is south long. of Memphis. South of Memphis is the bull game that the Cyclones are going to be going to this year. We're going to a bull game, and it's going to be south of Memphis. Okay, that's okay. fair. That's All a right. good prediction. So you either want it in Florida, Atlanta, Georgia, at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Could go to that that uh, Cheez-It Bowl in Phoenix. We could go geographically we could... south of Memphis. That would San, be is San Francisco geographically south? Probably, but I can't guarantee it. Or we could go to a bowl game in Texas. Florida. I already said Florida. I wasn't listening. I was looking up which landed latitude. He never land. listens to anything. Yeah. I was so looking my, something up and my not write that down prediction for this week, um, going back to the NFL, the Chiefs will score 35 plus or more points in 75% of their games this season. Oh, you're backing down on that prediction. I am backing, I'm earlier, backing down on every game. You said it was going to be 100% of yeah. that game. I, I think they're going to... I'm looking at the schedule, and we have Jacksonville in one of those games. I don't... I don't, And the Rams. That's going to be a shootout. Mm-hmm. But that one's in Mexico. Tune in on Monday night for that game when that comes up. Uh, but not yeah, this I, Monday night. Not this Monday night. Uh, but I, I see... I see at least 75% of the game, so I'm, okay. I'm making that my we'll, write that down. We'll, we'll give you a solid double for that. That'll go on the board as, as a double if he gets it right. Also, uh, Wyatt's prediction goes on the board as a double as well because we're not 100% sure the Cyclones are even going to make a bowl game. So if they don't make a bowl game, they won't go to one that's south of Memphis, and uh, Wyatt will be wrong. All right, I'm going to go to the uh, realms of baseball here for my write-that-down prediction. So I'm a, I'm a big Twins fan, and uh, really about the only interesting thing going on with the Twins right now, though they're not as bad as the Royals. They're it's still suffering. A, it's been a disappointing season. But the one thing of interest here going on with the Twins is Joe Mauer, right? There have been talks whether he may or may not retire at the end of this year, coming off his uh, really big contract extension that he signed. So my write-that-down prediction is that Joe Mauer will not retire Excuse me. Will not retire after this season, and that he will come back and play. He's, he's next not hanging season. up the cleats. I don't think he's going to hang it up yet. I think he's going to come back. How old is he? Does he have grandkids yet? He does not. He has two. He has two. He has two kids. He had. Tw- he had twins. That's cute. Joe Mao, the twin, had twins, and his uh, wife is also pregnant again. So he'll have at least three kids here soon. But I don't mm. think he will hang it up after this year. All right. What What do you give me for that? Single, double, triple, home run? It's not a home run. It's not a home run. It's not. It's not a triple either. I'm gonna go a double. It's not really. It's not really a single like some of our. We've had other ones like the Browns are not gonna make the playoffs. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a single. single. But I mean, hey, they're they're what are they one one and one? 
Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? That's better record than well, as, better record, as a better record than the today. Patriots. Yep, that's true. Got them. So I get a double for that. Yeah. We'll give you a double. So we have fair. we have three doubles on this show today. All right, that sounds good. No that's triples, a, no home pretty runs. Good, pretty good set. Do we of have any home runs up on the board? No, right I have no home runs up. On the, we have a couple triples up on the board. One triple up on the board was earlier this year. I predicted after the Cyclones' first loss, I predicted that they would start the season zero and four. That was a triple that was up on the board. I got that one wrong since they beat Akron last week. I also have a triple up on the board. It's the Browns will make the playoffs. Okay, yep, yeah, that's, that's fair. That's, that's a good triple. That is a hot take there. It's a good triple up there. I mean, Baker he, Mayfield, that quarterback, it could happen. Maker Bayfield, he's, he's doing good. He's going to tie Is he going to make a Bayfield? Maker Bayfield. Is he going to plant the Browns yeah. flag at Maker center Bayfield's field? <laughs> he's getting like, ready to like, like, like he did at midfield against Ohio State last or, year or is he going to grab an inappropriate area at, at, towards a student section at a football game I don't think there are any student at sections a, at just, NFL games just at a so fan I don't section think, I don't though. think that's going to happen but you know I still stand by Maker Bayfield that's not his name but okay Maker whatever Bayfield. you whatever you want to do Wyatt that's fine he just wants his dreams to come true he's trying to make his dreams come true do it just do it just do it all right, signing off for the 8311 cast, we have Kyle Mersh over here. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Kyle Mersh. His Insta is a little different, at Kyle underscore Mersh. Uh, follow me everywhere at Saxy Wyatt, X-A-X-Y-W-A-T-T. And Mike, if you want to talk to Mike, tweet at Kyle. Kyle will let Mike know what you want. Because Mike doesn't have any social media. Get, a, get upset at I all of Mike's opinions because he will, he will really get upset about what you get upset at him for yeah i so, like i like to get upset i tend to get a little loud he thinks so. everybody else's opinion is incorrect that's he only that's thinks not that true his opinion i just is don't correct, like when so. people give me uninformed opinions so if you're going to complain about my opinions be informed about your take please that, that that's what i got tweet a kyle to get to mike this is the 8311 cast follow us on itunes and spotify broadcasting every monday thanks for listening